everything you have need of is here tonight for you. If you would get your Bibles to, uh, out and we'll turn to Genesis chapter 2. Read verses 21 and 23. Amen. Do you love the Lord tonight? Amen. Amen. His word is good. And God's been good to us. It was an encouraging day in the Lord to see three baptisms here at the church. Amen. And to see the Lord moving. I tell you what, it does something for us. It, and it really, when you see revival falling upon the people, it, it just, it just even, even those of us that have been baptized and accepted the Lord, it just kind of builds your faith a little bit, builds your spirits up just a little bit more. Verse 21, Genesis 2 and 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. We'll read just two more scriptures here before you're seated. One over here in Joel chapter 2 and verses 28. Very familiar scripture here, and also one of my favorite books of the Bible. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. You don't know why, do you? All right. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And one more just before you're seated here. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And uh, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 2 through 6. Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as you are manifested, declared manifestly declared to be an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Can somebody say living God? Living and we look at that there, and this is, the, the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. And this is a living God we serve today. That's why we see things take place. Revivals happen because of a living God. Not a dead God, not a God of history, but a God of now. We've lifted him out of history, and he's a God of now. And we see here, written not with ink, excuse me, lost my place there. For as much, uh, let's see, where did I go? Where was I at? Anybody got me here? Living God. There we go, living God. Not in the tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward. Not that we were sufficient of ourselves to think anything is of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the, the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. You may be seated. And I would like to take a little thought here. The living body of Christ. We've just come through this time of Easter, and it's a special time for me. It seemed like as a young person, God would always deal with me around Easter, and I guess maybe it was some, at the time, maybe it was fear, but I would always think, well, if he comes back at Easter, and I'm not ready, what's going to happen? But Easter was always a special time. It was a time when I decided to be baptized myself. And so, as Christians, we point to an empty grave, and we know that he is still 
Hebrews 13 and 8. We have to believe something, so we might as well just believe he's still alive. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he's not real, then what are any of us really doing here? But God is real, and God is still God. And when he did something for someone in the Old Testament, and he did something for someone in the New Testament, then he comes right down and proves God himself alive through a prophet messenger of our time, we don't have any excuses. We are without excuse. We should believe that God still is God. And if you can get, uh, if we could just get your attention now. And, and, and I was listening to an Easter sermon that Brother Branham preaches. It is the rising of the sun. And it really struck my heart. It's such a great sermon. Uh, I would encourage you to go hear that sermon if you get time this week. What a powerful message. To show that God is still God. The power is still in the bride. The power is still in Christ. In Christ, we become one with Christ. And, and Brother Branham speaks like this and tells a little story. He's talking about the dynamics and the mechanics and the bride. And He said, for instance, what if we were going to go back to Tucson this afternoon and each one of us going in a big Cadillac, brand new. All the seats were made out of doe skin, softest of the leather, soft and easy to sit in, and the floorboards were plush. Steering wheel was nickel-plated, had diamond studs all over it. What a car. And the engine was mechanically tested to be exactly the right engine, and the wheels all had bearings greased up, and, yes. and the tires were all puncture-proof, blowout-free. That'd be good. I've had two flats in the last week. And all been tested scientifically. They had been pushed off the assembly line. Both of them, both of them filled up with gasoline. That's the running power, the gasoline, because it's in the octane. But now when you're going to start them, although both of them look just alike, but there's one of them don't have any spark or firing power. Yeah. Well, you say the power is in the gasoline, Brother Brand, but I don't care how much power is in the gasoline unless there's a spark there to manifest that power. Unless there's power there to confirm that's that gasoline, it just might as well be water. And I wonder today if there's something in us, if there's no spark there to ignite when the Holy Spirit comes among us and He falls upon us, is there a, a spark there that it can ignite and make the Word live, even among us? And he says, no matter how much theologians claim, how well you got your church set, how much education you got, how much like the Bible until, the, until that wave sheaf, until the Holy Spirit comes upon that person to quicken that word, the gasoline represents the word, it's the truth, but without the Spirit, it won't move. Think about that. The Spirit is, is, is what makes the word alive. Jesus was laying there, but had the Spirit of God not raised him from the dead, he would still be laying there. And in the body of Christ today, you may have the Word, you may have the Word, you may, may think you have it all figured out, but if you don't have the Spirit there to make that Word live, then you're just a dead-letter Christian. And so until the Holy Spirit comes and quickens the Word, we're just, we're just normal Christians, we're just normal church members, and we have a Bible, but it's still closed up. It hasn't been quickened to us yet. And so we see, we put too much, Brother Branham says this, we have put too much stress on the mechanics and nothing on the dynamics. Now, imagine a word prophet. And that'll hurt, that'll hurt somebody who thinks that we just need the word. Well, listen, the word won't do you any good if there's no dynamics to make the word live. You'll sit right there and you'll sit still and you'll never move to the power of God. If the word of God has not been quickened to you, then it's just a dead letter. And it says we need, Brother Branham talks about we need the dynamic power of God, the resurrection power of Christ upon the church to manifest and to bring to pass this gasoline. And when you try to put the Holy Spirit in a denomination, you are as much trying to get a sputter. You'll ruin your engine by getting it full of carbon. But he said, I'm so glad that there is a 10,000 octane power, the Word of God, and a Holy Ghost to light it up. 
How many's had the Holy Ghost lighted up in your life? Because we're not just here to hear word, 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 but we, let, we want the word to live through us. Because we can sit and we can hear the word, we can sit in our homes, we can hear the tapes, and we can read our Bibles, and we should do these things. But listen, if the word has not been quickened to you, then all you are is someone who takes the word and you've made it of none effect, Paul said. And when you take the word and it is none effect, listen, church, you can have all the word, you can understand it from a theological background, but if it has not been made alive in you, it'll do you no good. It will not rapture you out of here. It's not the word only, but it is the spirit through the word that will ignite it and take the church out of here. The resurrection power of God into a man's life or a woman's life or into a church. And that's what shoved that Cadillac down the road yonder, he said. The dynamic power of the Holy Ghost. He said it waved over the people at the day of Pentecost. Making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he said there was the first sheaf that come upon all the prophets, which was the Son of God, the King of all prophets, there has been churches and churches, brides, 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 but there has got to come one. There has to come a real bride. So now this will be a word bride, but this word bride will be quickened by the dynamics. So not a word only bride, but a bride that has the spirit also. He, and he says here there must come one that's got not only the mechanics, but the dynamics of it. Makes that church live and move on in the power of his resurrection. Until we come to that place, until we find that place, what good does it do, he says, to polish the hubs? What good does it do to give her a facelift when there's no dynamics in it? Take an old junk car, something that's been sitting out in the pasture and it's just rusted and you go out and you put a new body around and you make it look good, make it a show quality car. But if there's nothing under the hood to make it run, it won't do you any good. The car won't move, Brother Harold. You know about the old cars, but you take an old car and you might fix it up. It'll look beautiful. But it won't do any good. The car won't move down the road until there's something inside of the car to make the car move. The Word of God will never do anything for you until the Spirit quickens the Word to you. We take the story of Jesus and we think about this at the grave of Lazarus. And I believe you touched on this last week. But when he went down to the grave of Lazarus, it was, he was a man that went down there. And he went down as a man and he was crying and weeping. And he was just a man. But when the quickening power of God raised up in the man, then he could call a man dead four days from to life. Why? Because God was in the man quickening him. If that was the body of Christ that went to the grave of Lazarus, what power does the body of Christ have today? The same power. Same power in this bride. We put it back in a God of history, but He's a God of now. The body of Christ that was on the earth is still on the earth. God doesn't change His mind about the way He does things. God is still God, and He's still able to quicken your mortal bodies, and there will come a time for a rapture, and people say, well, the prophet's got to come back and, and reveal some word and, and, and create arms and limbs. But let me tell you something today, church, that there is nothing more that we need other than the living God in you, and He will make you live, and the quickening word of God will raise you out of a dead condition. It'll take a church that's been dead and, and stale, and it'll make you live, and it'll make you shout, and it'll make you do something for God. It won't make you embarrassed. It won't make you a coward. He said those people on the day of Pentecost went there a coward but he said they left with the, the, the living God in them because why? Before then they had the word but then come the spirit to make the word live. How many of you today have experienced 
When the word, when you first understood the message and you first come to the message and you just couldn't seem to put it together. Is it right? Is, is it real? And you sit there and you can read it. Well, this looks okay and this is okay here and this is right. But you never really understand it until the Spirit makes the word real in you. And when you see that, then nobody can change your mind about it. I remember a Assembly of God man come to me and he said, you can't, pre you can't baptize in the name of Jesus Christ and, and you can't believe in the serpent seed and things like that. And I, and I didn't have the Holy Ghost like I should and I had gotten stale and away from God and I sat there and I doubted and I thought to myself well maybe he's right but then I went and I, and, I, and I read it and I read it and I thought well I think I've got it maybe Brother Brandon was right but then one day there come a quickening power in my life and nobody could talk me out of it then because then it became life to me it became real to me everything that God said become real it was no longer a God of history but now he was a God in me and he made me live and so because he made me live then I know that the word was right you say, we don't have the signs and the wonders. I'm a sign. I'm a wonder. I am what God made me. You can't make doubt in my mind no more. And I'll get back on my notes now. He, being the groom, the bride has to come forth because it's part of Him. It can only be the manifestation of the fulfilling of all the revelations any others have spoke of the bride. It can only manifest if it does something different from the groom it isn't the bride so we think about it this way because she is flesh of his flesh what do we read there when adam when god took eve out of adam she was flesh of his flesh bone of his bone and brother Branham says it like this this bride because she is flesh of his flesh bone of his bone life of his life power of his power she is him you are the living attributes of Christ on the earth now. God is no longer a God afar off, but He's God right here. Brother Branham says that he, you take on the, the, the very nature of God because you're the, the husband and the wife, and, and, and God takes the wife right out of the husband, and, and you become one. And so God, bringing His Son to earth, He had to have a wife for her. The first Adam had to have a wife. That wife fell. But He put another bride on the earth. They would have a blood atonement and she would not fall and she would be one with Christ. Nothing less. You are nothing less than the body of Christ on the earth now. If anybody tries to tell you that you are not Christ living right now, then they don't know who Jesus is. And if you ever know who Jesus is, it'll quicken your mortal body. And when you don't know who Jesus is, you'll sit there dead. You'll sit there in a form of godliness, but you'll deny the power of God. There's all kinds of ministers, maybe they'll take this message and they can teach it to you and teach it to you. And then they may leave the message after a while. Why? Because God never quickened it to them. They had a head knowledge of God, but God never quickened it to them. And so today we see that when this message is now quickened to us, we can understand it. We can see it. We don't just hear the tapes. We don't just hear a certain preacher. And we don't, we don't just follow the preacher. We're following Christ, the Word made manifest in us. Christ alive in the bride today. He said, as a man and a woman are one, and a woman taken from his side. She had taken a spirit, the feminist spirit, from him. The flesh from his side made both mechanics and dynamics, the wife. The spirit of him and the flesh of him and put it together and made mechanics and dynamics until the church or the people. He said all these Easter bunnies and ceremonies and big churches and finery will fail and pass away until that church becomes both dynamics and mechanics and the spirit of God that moved him to do the things that he did. If he hit on 16 cylinders, so will the bride. 
For he said in John 14, 12, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. He said, I'll give him a charge of my, my dynamics and his mechanics that the world will not be able to withstand it and I'll raise him up again at the last day. Listen, we are not here to just worship a letter. We're here to worship a living God. We don't even worship the Jesus of 2,000 years ago, although we do, because he's the same. Not just the one of then, but the God of now. But when we think about it this way, when you start talking to a brother or sister and, and maybe you get a little upset at them or you don't think you just, you just don't agree with them just right, think about it. You're talking to a very portion of the body of Jesus Christ. How would you talk to Jesus if he walked in here today in the literal body? Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Because if you think about who you're sitting next to, when you think about who you are, you're the literal body of Jesus on the earth now. And it stumbles people because they think Jesus went back to the Father, but he did, but he sent his spirit to the church. And remember, the flesh is nothing. But the Spirit within you is what makes the Word live. And the Spirit makes Christ live because Christ is His Word. And so Christ will live through you, being Christ the Word, being the same thing. And remember now, we are not just a church that says, well, we follow a prophet, we follow Jesus, we follow all these, uh, these, these do's and don'ts, and we have all these things in our church, and we have church order, and we're just a pretty good church. But until the Word makes, or still Christ makes that Word live through the church, it's still a dead church. They may have the picture of Brother Branham on the outside, they may have a picture of the cloud, they may have all these things, they may play tapes in the church, they may have a preacher in the church that can explain it all, but remember, until it's made live, you're just sitting in a dead, formal, denominational condition. You're still a chicken. You may be in a chicken pen, and, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe we get into a place where we think we're okay down here with the chickens. We're eating the chicken food, but there's something more for you. There's a place where you can fly to that it'll take you into heavenly places, but you have got to be quickened. Mama Eagle had to fly over and be like, that's one of mine. And when that one there responds to that eagle and says, that's my Mama Eagle up there in the sky. I'm not a chicken. I'm an eagle. All the time they were an eagle, but they didn't recognize it. You may be a part of the body of Christ, but if you don't recognize it, why? You don't recognize it because the Spirit has never ignited you yet. And when you hear the eagle scream, and when the Spirit of God cries out, that's my Mama up there. When Jesus calls to you and says, you're one of mine, and you say, yes, I responded to it. When you see these baptisms take place, remember, that's not somebody just responding to a scripture reading, but when you see the Holy Ghost take a part, part of their life, and you take a hold of them, and you see it move them to tears, and you see it just really change their life, there's something there responding why it's a, a dynamics and a mechanics coming together, and it's meeting there, and it ignites something, and it makes the Word live through them, so now we're not hearers only, but we are doers also of the Word. The message of the hour is good. We should follow it. We should do it. But it won't do you any good to be hearers only. It won't, be, it won't do you any good. He said the spirit that quickens is the spark that fires. It's not the gas that fires. It's the spark that fires the gas. He said you can do nothing without me, but with me you can do all things. As he is the word, it's the father living. Father sent me, so I send you. As the Father has fired me and pushed me into everything, I do only that which is pleasing to God. Now you say, now in my flesh I fail. But remember, the Spirit of God will bring you back. You can fall a thousand times, but you'll get back up. Why? Because there's a spirit in there that, that brings you back to the Word. The Word may not hold you if it's just a dead letter, but the Spirit will say, the Word says this. The Spirit will point you back to the Word. The Spirit will make that Word live through you. 
Paul said the gospel came to, not, to us not in word only, through gasoline only, Brother Branham says, but through spark also to make it move. There you are. It came to us in that manner. It's the same spirit. Listen to this. The same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead is now dwelling in you, and it will quicken you to a rapture. It sure will. Quicken to the true believer to eternal life. You can't fail then. Eternal life is in you. It's in the believer. He said the same spirit. Now Romans 8, 11, He said, but if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it will quicken. He said, and now there you are. If the bridegroom spirit dwells in the bride. And there it is. If the bridegroom spirit is in me, then I can't help but go on a rapture. I don't have to have some supernatural thing happen down the road. It's already in me. When I have need of it, it will quicken me. It will quicken me when I have need of it. So we go on down, and he said the bride will have both. They'll have the mechanics and the, and the dynamics. And he said when the believers gathered in the upper room all with one accord and believed the message, but they were cowards. Remember, he said they had the mechanics, but they were all sitting back in there saying, oh, I'm afraid of them. I'm afraid to go out with all them great big bishops and things out there. I'm afraid to them priests and things. I'm afraid to make that claim. Afraid I'll say I believed on him. Oh, I just can't do that, you see. But all of a sudden the dynamics come. And what did it do? It not only filled their spirit inside, but it quickened their mechanics. Their bodies were quickened. They were no more cowards. They went right out in the face of the people. He said, you men of Judea and you that dwell in Jerusalem. Where before the dynamics come, they were just mechanics, see. Then the men that dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known unto you. And hearken to my words. These are not drunk as you suppose. I'm one of them. This is that. This day, this scripture is fulfilled. It made the word live, see. This, see, this word was not a living word until it happened. When you look at a vision, you say, well, the vision has never taken place. Well, then the word is not quickened at that point. But one time that vision will take place. It will happen. The word will live. And you can say, this day, this scripture was fulfilled. It was quickened before our very eyes. He said, I've always said this. If this ain't that, let me keep this till that comes. But I believe this is that. That was spoken of the prophet Joel. Do you believe this is that this afternoon? God is still God. I will restore all things. All things. He didn't restore part of the church, part of the bride. He restored the entire bride tree back to the groom. He said, that was spoken of the prophet Joel. And in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And he ties it in here. He says, see, the dynamics come in to the mechanics. They wasn't afraid no more. And he said, some of you people that are afraid that some woman will laugh at you for having long hair or quit wearing makeup. Some of you men that's afraid of your organization will throw you out when you baptize your congregation in scriptural baptism. You need to close yourself in the upper room until the dynamics come. He said it changed them. It wasn't just an emotion. It wasn't just a sensation. But it actually changed the way they talked. It changed the way they walked. It changed everything about these people. This upper room experience was not just a word experience. He didn't just preach all night. He didn't just preach the word, but the word was made alive. And these people, it actually had an effect on their bodies, on their mortal bodies. I believe this word today will affect your outward appearance. I absolutely do. He said it changed them. It quickened them. It made them different. They were a changed people. From then on, it quickened them from an old life of being a coward to like the lion of the tribe of Judah. He said they absolutely faced martyrdom, nailed to crosses, crucified upside down, burnt, thrown in the lion's den. No more cowards about them. Death had no victory over them. 
all the dynamics was in the mechanics. It quickened their mortal bodies. And now listen, here's another thing. He said, for proof, it so quickened them in such a way till they was lifted up into heavenly places. They didn't even know who they were. You know, I wonder today if we all staggered around like drunk men, you might get pulled over and you might get, uh, you might get a ticket for drunk driving or you might walk out here and get an arrest for a disorderly conduct or something. But listen to this. If it's God moving you, maybe, maybe it'll move on them too. Maybe God will take hold of them too. Because I believe that this word won't go out void. I believe it will. Once it's quickened, it'll quicken the hearer too. If there's anything there to be quickened. Remember when the seed comes on the inside. If you want to, if you want to see someone that's really of God. If you feed them the word. Yeah. If there's something that will quicken it to them. Then they'll take the word. And it will make, it'll it'll make them live right. It will make right. them different. It will make them talk right. But listen. Once the word can fall on dead ground. It won't do any good at all. But see the word has got to fall in the quickening power. In order to live. The Word is not a living oracle of its own. It has to fall into a living body of Christ to be made alive. And so we see the dynamics was in the mechanics. Yes, sir, it quickened their mortal bodies. He said, and it quickened their language. That's what the Bible says. And their mortal bodies was being quickened. Their language was quickened. Their thoughts were quickened. Their spirits were quickened. Their life was quickened. They were quickened altogether. They tried to talk and couldn't talk in any more human languages. I'm sure dead churches today would like to point out that the Bible could be wrong on this. But I believe the Bible is true in this aspect. I believe when the Holy Ghost falls today, it will have the same effect. I believe it can absolutely make men walk like drunk men. I believe you can absolutely speak in tongues. Brother Branham never come and taken that out of the church. He never took it out of the church. But he come and set it in order in the church. If it's not in the church, why would he have to set it in order? If he just took it out of the church, there would be no need to set it in order. But because he didn't take it out of the church, and the Bible never took it out of the church, it's still here among us. Signs and wonders are still in you that believe, because he said the same works that I do, you'll do. Jesus was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. We can be in the Spirit on the Lord's day. We are the body of Christ. He said when you give the car some gasoline and it meets with a spark, it'll move. If it sits still and has no response... You need to take that, well, you need to take that car to a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Harold, that old Model T or whatever you've got there, if it don't work, you need to take it to a mechanic or work on it because otherwise you'd be pulling it up here in a horse and buggy. We don't go back to the horse and buggy age. We're made alive now. We don't go backwards, but we put that high-octane, super-power gasoline in us, and it'll make us alive. Yes, There's an old song, and I love it. I can't sing it. But he said what, they said, what we need is a soul-filling station. Full service open 24 hours a day. That's what we need. Get down on our knees in our closet sometime and, and get so lost in the power of prayer until we can't speak a human language anymore. But we take on a heavenly language. They were so quickened in the presence of God. They spoke in new tongues, a heavenly language. What a quickening power. And if that same Spirit's on you, it will quicken you also. He said it will quicken your mortal body. It will make you do things you didn't do before. It was so full. Your body... It's not subject to sin. Brother Bram says your body ain't subject to sin no more. Your desires, your flesh says do this. You say shut your mouth. We got the bigger church over here. Shut your mouth. My, you're an eagle then. I like that. You move past the things of the world. You say, well, I fell down. Get back up and say, Satan, shut your mouth. You ain't bringing me down here no more. I'm not falling down in the trap of the enemy anymore because the quickening word is in me now. He said, did you ever see how independent an old eagle walks? Yeah. 
He don't hop like a vulture to every dead and all the carry-on laying on the ground. No, sir, he walks proud. Shut your mouth. Oh, here's good dinner over here. No, sir, not for me. He said, see, my desires has changed. See, this, this is not an emotional workup. It's a change that actually takes place in the life of the believer. This is not something, we're, we're not just trying to get you to shout and speak in tongues. But when the word of God is quickened in you, then you can no longer do the things that you once did. You will walk different. You say, well, I failed God so many times and I know I've had the Holy Ghost. But that Holy Ghost will bring you right back and make you repent. And then it's as though you've never done it in the first place. He said this word, he said, well, not, you should not live on a carry-on alone, he says. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, a genuine, quickened eagle lives by that. And he who raised up Christ from the dead, from the grave, dwelling in you, has quickened your mortal body. Excuse me. Has quickened your mortal body. You are already quickened. You're looking for a quickening power to take place. It's already in you. When you say, I'm waiting for something else, you're waiting to be saved, you're waiting to be part of the bride, I'm a part of the bride now. I may not look like it, but I am. This flesh is going to drop off and I'm going to take on a new body. But the spirit that's in me is of Christ and I am a part of the living bride, the living Christ now. Because when you look at me, you see. You see the Father. You see Jesus in me. And you say, well, oh, I see Joel Pruitt. You're just looking at the skin. But you look a little deeper than that and you'll find a man who was once bound in sin and trespasses. But then I was quickened to the Word and made alive in the Word. It was the Word that found me, but the quickening power made the Word live through me. You're feasting, he says, you're drinking at the fountain that the world knows nothing about. He said the world knows nothing about it. You're eating hidden manna that the world never even know nothing of for you're an eagle. You're quickened up. See, the denominations can take this Bible and they can read every word in it. Every word of this Bible a denominational person can look at and they'll never understand it because it was never opened to them. But we had a prophet messenger, Eagle, who showed us what the pages already said. He said, the word's already here, but let me show you what it says. Let me open your eyes to see what's written in the pages of the word. It's the opening of the word to us. When the seven seals come, it wasn't to bind up anything or to, 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 take, take the, to, to make it harder for you to understand, but it was actually to make you be able to understand what's in the Word. Because the denominations, you say, why is there so many different ideas and opinions? And why can, I, can, can the denominational church not see what I see when we have the same Bible? Because when they read it, they have a, a, a lens on, a scale that is covering their eyes. But this message has come and put an eye salve over your eyes and it quickened you to the things of God. It moved you past the denominational ideas and it moved you past an opinion and it take, it's taken you on farther into the things of God to believe the Word. And it's a quickened Word to you. He said, what did they do? They spoke in another language. The Bible said they spoke in every tongue under heaven. Could you imagine that? Them old mortal bodies that's in there. Well, I don't know now whether I can believe this or not. It's a question, he says. All at once they were so quick until the bravery of the lion of the tribe of Judah fell upon them over that waving sheaf. He said, oh, the eagle come to call its own. Have you heard the eagle scream in your day? See, that eagle came to call out a bride to show you that you, you are the very body of Christ. You are she, the bride of the last days. You are. It's not something that will happen. 
I've got to become bride. No, you are the bride of Jesus Christ. And I need to hurry. I'm running out of time. And I'm not even halfway through. Help me, Lord. He said, see here, the first bride could fall. Now remember, the second bride cannot fall. Because the first Adam was made to fall by the wife. And we see where they failed there. But this next one was an, actual, was an actual son of God. But he was made in a way. And he was created into a woman. And he come through the same uh, way that we would. Except without sin. And he would come forth. And in this man here, God would take out a wife from this wife. But it would be a spirit in the wife. And we'll see it like this. We, we've heard the story. Brother Bram talks about the, the rancher that went out to Arizona and was looking for a bride. And there was the cousins there. Brother Bram types them as the, the denominational cousins that are there. And you see there that there was a little woman with a character. Remember, this woman had a character. And that's what he went after was a bride character. Someone who would make him a good wife. You say, why did God choose me? He saw something in you the world didn't see. John, you're about to get married. You saw something in that woman that make you a good wife. You didn't go looking for someone who had the most makeup on. Someone who maybe drove the nicest car or had a, had a million dollars in the bank. She may have that. I don't know. But when you don't go looking for those things, but think about this. God chose a bride, not necessarily by your income bracket, but because he knew the character you would possess and that would make him a good wife. You would believe him. You would trust him. You wouldn't spend all the money in the bank. You would trust God. You would believe God for your healing. You would believe that God is a good husband. Jesus is my, he's my Lord. He's everything to me. And you think about it like this. God is so likened you to his bride that everything you have need of, Jesus Christ has already gotten for you. You didn't have to go back to work and say, well, I've got to provide for my own. No, Jesus already provided every spiritual blessing for you. You don't have to go back and say, well, Lord, I, I don't have enough to make a rapture. I need a prophet to come back and tell me more things. I need a prophet to come and show me how arms can be, and can be put on and limbs can grow back. He already did it. God already sent a message to the church to show you that what you have need of is already here. But listen to this. God's Word will live in you and the quickening power will live through you and that Word will anoint somebody and the, the anointing will, excuse me, the power will anoint the Word through somebody and then you will make that Word live. Now you are living vessels, living oracles of God on the earth now. You are the bride in such a manner that you can't fall no more than Christ could fall. If you're telling me you can fall, if you're telling me this God could fall, or this body could fall, excuse me, then you're telling me that Christ Himself could fall. And I'm telling you, he was the perfect Lamb of God. He could not fall. When you say, well, I don't understand that. Brothers and sisters, it comes by revelation of the Word. But when you see your revelation and you go back and you realize, I read the book and I've read it wrong when I was a sinner. But now it's been made alive to me. And now I can see all the time my name has always been in the book. He said, whatsoever you have need of, ask and it shall be given. That was for me. Everything I have need of is already there. All I have need of for a rapture is already in me because I have possessed the very Word of God. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the anointed one, Christ, has made it live in me. It doesn't end when a prophet leaves the scene. The Word is still here. It has quickened us to the bride and the Spirit of Christ makes that Word live. He said the Word was closed up and let me skip on down here a little bit. I, I'm running out of time and, and somebody's going to get me in trouble. We don't have to wait for a prophet to come back to quickness. We need to get that out of our minds. 
The third pole is already here. The third pole is already living in you. Quit thinking that the third pole is somewhere off in the future in some tent that may happen. Listen to this. If it's not in the Word, leave it alone. And if, it's, if something has quickened you to an idea or an opinion that is not in the Word, you've got the wrong power on you. You need to go back and seek the Holy Ghost and it will quicken the Word and it will say just what the messenger said. It will say just what the Bible says. It won't say something different. There is all kinds of isms and doctrines out here today, but it's not because of the Spirit of God. It is not the body of Christ with these doctrines. It is some man-made fleshly idea that will try to get, and a spirit will get upon a person. Don't tell me that's the Spirit of Christ. That's the Spirit of, of a denomination that's upon you. It's that chicken pen spirit that's on you. But we have been raised up to the eagle things. And now when we look down, you ever go on an airplane and you look down at the ground, it don't look the same as it does as when you're standing on the ground. But you've been raised with that eagle, so now you're looking through an eagle eye. And you can see everything God's got for you. So we look through the message at the Bible, and we can now see everything that God has got for us. It is a pair of glasses we put on. Something I need, by the way. But we have a spiritual pair of glasses that we put on. And we can now see, oh, my name's been there the whole time. Oh, the, the Word has been quickened to me now because I put on the lens of God. I put on the, the anointed lens. I've, I've taken on Christ and His name and baptism. And now I am a part of the body of Christ. But what is it? We get lost in the confusion. And, and the, remember, Satan is the author of the confusion. That's not, that's not Christ's spirit. Satan will come upon you and he'll try to tell you, well, you're not good enough to make a rapture. You've got to have a, you've got to have a prophet come back and anoint you for a rapture. Brothers and sisters, leave that alone. That will just do nothing but make you sit as a dead church member waiting on something to happen and miss what's happening right now. You miss the very actions of God on this. How did they miss Jesus on earth? And we'll, we'll stop with this. But how did they miss the body of Christ on earth? How did the Romans and the Jews and even the ones who were looking for Jesus right. miss Jesus coming? Because they had an idea of how it had to come. And God Himself came down in such a humble way and it just dumbfounded the people. These people were too smart for that. And today we've got people on the earth, we've got people in, in, in our, in maybe even in our denominational ranks, they say, well, that couldn't have been Christ, or, or this word can't be Christ, or this body can't be Christ, but it is. We may be humble, we may be small in number, but we are the body of Christ. We are the living body. It don't matter what the denominational churches say, it don't matter what the best TV preacher would say, but we are the anointed Christ on the earth today. And we can do the same works because it lives through us. I hope the church can see that today. It's not something afar off. But it's a living God. It's a living body of Christ on the earth now. Brother Branham says here, For as Paul said, Death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? I'm full of quickening power. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, sir, quickening power. He said, He is alive forevermore. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Notice, Messiah, the anointed one, so is His bride. So is His bride. The anointed bride of Christ. The anointed body of Christ is here now. He said, notice, death does not stop God's quickening power. Death can't stop it. When you've got it, it's eternal. 
There ain't nothing going to stop it. You can't harness it. You can't do nothing to it. You live your life out. That still don't stop it. Just as good as it ever was. He said Moses is full of quickening power. Was he? He said he was a prophet who the word came to. He was part of the word. He was the word for that day. Is that right? And after he was dead 800 years on the Mount Transfiguration, there he stood with Elijah. Is that right? He said the quickening power, death don't ever take it away. He said I'll raise him up again. The angels come, buried him down there in the valley. He had been rotten and gone. His bones was gone and everything else. But the quickening power was still there. It quickened him and brought him up. And there he was standing there. He said, notice... He said, and, and think about that. He was standing still there 800 years later. The man was standing there, dead, buried. Brother Bram says, rotten. And if you just think about it like that, you may go down in the grave. You may lay there and rot. But the quickening power is in your very bones. <laughs> because when the, in, in the Old Testament, you'll see that the, the bones of Elijah had such a quickening power in them that even once he was dead, they threw, a person on the, they threw the man on the body of Elijah and he still came back. And I believe that the bride possesses that same quickening power today. We don't have need of nothing. Everything we have need of is here. We are the attributes of God. We are what God saw. I believe Jesus had a preview of a bride too. And I believe He saw you sitting here this morning or this afternoon. I believe we are the preview of that bride. You say, did John see me? Did Brother Branham see me? I don't know, but Christ not only saw me, but became one with me. If the musicians would come, let us stand together. There was a story, and I don't believe it's in the message. It could be. Brother Brandon was talking about Jesus going to the grave of Lazarus. He said, had he not said Lazarus, then all of the dead would have raised. And to show you that the quickening power not only was in Christ, but also in a prophet that came, Brother Billy said it like this. He said, uh, Brother Brandon was praying for a woman that she was dead. And what Brother Brandon wanted Brother Billy to pray for this woman that was dead. And he was scared of this dead woman. So Brother Brandon called out, Mary, and she set up. And what do you want, Brother Brandon? He proved Christ alive in his generation. But we lift him even out of that history. Christ is still here among us. It's not just in a prophet. But it's in the bride. Remember that spirit of Elijah was great. But that spirit moves on to the church. We are the very spirit of Christ. Now we are the body. The living body. Of the word body. But it's not just a word only. We have the dynamics. To make that word live through us. Aren't you thankful for that? If you play something there. We're like that girl. We are like. That little girl that that rancher went and saw. We have that character. There may be some rough edges on us. But there's a character down here that Christ saw. Before the foundation of the world. And when he saw that character. He said I want you to be my wife. I want you to be my bride. And our response is this. Whatever you want Lord. I'll be yours. I'll be whatever you would have me be. It's not of my will. It's not of my flesh. But it's whatever God wants me to be. Because the same works that He did, we can do. He gave us a check. His name's on the account. But He already signed His name for us. 
we can have need, we can have whatever we have need of. There's not a sickness in the building that God can't take away right now. See, the power is in you to take away that sickness. It's not just in the ministry. It's not just in Brother Branham or his family as much as it may be, but it's in you. It doesn't matter what your last name is. The quickening power is in you. See, I took on a new name. I'm no longer a Pruitt, but I'm part of Jesus Christ. When my wife took on my name, she no longer has that maiden name, but she took on the last name Pruitt. And we take on the same name of Christ when we become His wife. You are Mrs. Jesus Christ. You are she, the bride of the last days. You've stood the worst of times when so many slipped away. Do you know who you are? I am she. I am the bride of Christ. Can't nobody take that away from you. Because it's living in you. And that spirit will raise up you in the last days. And we're going to go home to see our groom. Aren't you thankful for tonight? Would you sing it with us now? Do you believe he's alive and well? Living in me to tell. He is alive and well. Oh, he's living in me. Living through me to tell the world. That he is the same. Oh, he's the same. Yes, he is. Oh, and today and forever, Jesus is alive. Do you believe it this afternoon? He's alive in you to tell the world. Sing it with all your hearts. He is alive. Living in me to tell.
Raise your hand to him. You believe it. No matter what's going on in your body, no matter what's going on in your life, it's already done. He's already taken care of it. Amen. Amen. May the angel of the Lord move by your way today and bring your faith to the point where you can receive it. Oh, the battle is over. The victory is won. It's already done. Amen. Give him a hand of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to have Brother Stewart come and lead you in worship in just a minute. But I got thinking about this while he was preaching, Brother Joe. Let you know, even on my worst days, I'm still my wife's husband. <laughs> even on her worst days, she's still my wife. You were always in the mind of God. And on the worst day that you ever had, He was there. He had you in His mind, a preview of you. Amen. Why don't you want, why don't you want to serve a God like that? Don't you want to worship a God like that? Oh my, that even on your worst day, He said, you're mine. You're my body. I'm going to work in you. I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to supernaturally change your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've had some bad days, but I was still his wife. Hallelujah. Still Mrs. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Brother Stewart, if you would come. Do you love him? Let's just worship him a minute. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit we felt here today. Oh, we rejoice, Lord, and we thank you for what you did in the hearts and minds of the people today. Lord, and these ones that have come to you in baptism, may they follow you all the way, Lord, to a resurrected life. 
We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for these that have received their healing today. Thank you for healing. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for being there for us, Lord. Thank you for always being our husband, our provider. Oh, we thank you, Lord. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for the things that you've done today. Not a dead God of yesterday, but a living God living in a living bride. We're so thankful today. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Brother Stewart. Thank you. You're awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father.
God of miracles. Amen. Amen. You looking around for a miracle? Look at yourself in the mirror. Amen. You're in your right mind. You love God. You believe the message. Amen. God's come down and amen. Made you a new creature in Christ. Amen. You're a walking miracle. Amen. My Lord, he still performs miracles. Amen. Just thankful for the baptisms and the things that took place today, the things that were said. Amen. I sure just enjoyed the presence of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. We'll just sing a song or two. We'll just worship just for a little bit. Ain't God good to give us so many blessings. Amen. Amen. We're a blessed people this evening. Amen. Well, ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving. That's what we are. We ought to thank Him. Love and praise Him a little more today. And a whole lot more tomorrow. Ain't God good? He gives us so many blessings undeserving. That's what we are. We ought to thank Him. Love and praise Him a little more today And a whole lot more tomorrow Well, ain't God good He gives us so many blessings Undeserving That's what we are We ought to thank Him Love and praise Him a little more today And a whole lot more tomorrow Sing it again Ain't God good, He gives us so many blessings undeserving, that's what we are, we ought to thank Him, love and praise Him a little more today, and a whole lot more tomorrow. Amen, God bless you this evening, we'll, we'll just sing this song as we go, you can count yourself dismissed. Amen. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Amen. Just certainly just appreciate each and every one. Just may the spirit of the Lord go with you and just, amen, just certainly enjoy this weekend. Amen. We'll just sing this and you can count yourselves dismissed. You can stay and worship or you can leave. It's just up to you. Amen. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead well in you, well in you, if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, dwell in you, it will quicken your mortal body. If that spirit dwells in you, it will quicken your if that spirit dwells in you, if that same 